Welcome to the Beauty Bar, where we tend to beautiful people just like you. We're your hosts, Joan and Stephanie, and we want to make sure you're not only treating your face, but most importantly, yourself right. Yes, and today we're talking about love languages and how, for many, they express their love through food. Oh, I yeah. truly believe <laughs> this because when I was st- a student. Um, I remember a lot of events. They would always put on their flyer. There's pizza, free pizza, <laughs> and, and you I'm would like, go? I love this ad. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. They know the target audience. <laughs> they know how to express their love through food. I don't know if if they have an equivalent in English, mm-hmm. but in German we have a saying that mm-hmm. love goes through your stomach. <gasps> I love that. Liebe geht durch den Magen. So if you want to make someone fall in love with mm-hmm. you, you have to give them or make them good, good food. food. It's like a, it's a thing. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. We don't have an equivalent of that, but I do really like that. <laughs> and I believe that as a fact. It is. <laughs> it's just, I also love making food and just mm. bringing people together and yeah. feeding them. And just makes me so happy. Oh my gosh. I'm like... The Korean mom sometimes uh-huh. I feel like I'm like oh tomago yeah. just keep spoon feeding <laughs> my fiance. Oh my gosh. Oh, I don't I don't cook <laughs> as much. <laughs> I don't cook as much, but I do believe that because in college we would um, I cooked a lot for my my roommates. Well, not a lot, but I I cooked occasionally for my roommates because I make really good tteokbokki and kimchi fried rice. Oh. I mastered the kimchi fried rice. Oh, you know why? Make me why? Because what, what's of What Taeyang? Oh, no. Big Bang Taeyang? Well, who? What other Taeyang? I don't know. It could be <laughs> just a random no. person. Do you listen to his music? Yeah, of course. Big Bang. Hello. I need a girl. Fant- oh, there's a oh. lyric. Oh, kimchi really? <laughs> I really thought I needed to… Pr- I didn't like fried rice until that song. You took it too hard. You're like, I'm I, gonna make him fall in love you with know, me. You know, nee. <laughs> I started wearing jeans because of Taeyang. Well, okay, that's a lie. But I wore it more because of Taeyang. I truly believed that I was going to marry him. And when he announced his, you know, like… Wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got so many texts from my college friends, like asking if I was okay, and Aww. I'm like, guys, guys. Next time I'll see him, I'll let him know. I'm like, oh, my friend, she wears yeah. denim jeans and she loves Kim kimchi fried go rice. I'm like, I'll I'll share that random information. Yeah. No, you have to. Today's episode is our last episode for season two. We did another 12 episodes. And it went yeah, by so fast. It really did. Do you have some favorite moments? Um, My favorite moment… Oh my gosh. There's just so many. There's like a whole 24 episodes that you guys can watch to see our favorite moments. I I personally love the Halloween episode. Oh my gosh. The makeup challenge. I know. Just that was so fun. Joan's crazy makeout <laughs> clown makeup. <It's> just- <laughs> Makeup, <laughs> like it looks like a clown who I like just it. passionately kiss someone. Okay, yeah, that was a good episode. <laughs> that was fun. I really like that. Oh one. my gosh, we had so many fun guests too. I know. I really enjoyed the Matthew episode mm-hmm. with the model. I feel like I learned so much about how to become a model in that episode. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Joe was crushing hard. I was crushing really hard. <laughs> okay, actually, you got me there. Stuff. Okay, Gen Z's my favorite. Gen Z's my <laughs> ideal type. You know. <laughs> uh, you yeah. like when guys call you Nuna? 
I do. <laughs> I actually do. Diane just vomited on the floor. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that was a fun episode. Um, what other episode? I like David's episode a lot oh too. Oh my gosh, yes. The posing one. I mean, we had so many interesting guests. Yeah, we did. We had Connor Franta. <laughs> that was the I first was one. I was fangirling like crazy because mm-hmm. I watched him for like a decade. That was a moment for me. Mm-hmm. And today, we also have a very special guest joining us for the season finale. I watched all her videos. Who is and it? She is just an amazing cook. Uh-huh. She studied food science. Mm-hmm. Doobie doobop. Tina Tina is going to join us. Very excited. Um, So stay tuned for a very tasty episode. Make sure to follow and review this podcast on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And if you hate ads, consider becoming a member of the Dive Studios Patreon where you can access ad-free episodes. We have the lovely Tina Choi, aka Doobie Doobop. Ooh, welcome! Oh my god, so nice to meet you guys. I know, I like literally walked in and I was like, oh my god, you guys are real people. (laughs) I just like watch you guys, so it's just like it feels surreal. Oh my god, I know you're here. I know. Today we have Tina, and she is quite the content queen. She's Mm -hmm. on YouTube, TikTok, what else? Instagram. Now on Beauty Bar Podcast. <laughs> I made it. Just, just busy. I was stalking your TikTok last night. Oh my god. I was so hungry. And that was like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Is when you're hungry, go on your TikTok. I'm like, I can… I'm gonna make all this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up all these recipes on your website. And I'm like, oh my god. And then, well, we just ended up going to Shabu Shabu. But… Uh, <laughs> I'm honored. But I'm honestly blushing. Like There was some… Even your gochujang pasta. I'm definitely going to try making that. That looked so good. Yeah. And I love cooking. So I'm… Like, I swear, I'm going to try all these recipes. I'm so flattered. So flattered, honestly. And you studied food science at Mm -hmm. Cornell University, right? How Mm -hmm. is it different from just culinary school? Um, Very different. Technically, like, we're under the engineering branch almost. Mm -hmm. So, you know, first year, second year, it's all the um, very rudimentary science courses. Mm. So um, a little about me. So I was actually planning on going to grad school in like pharmacy. So a lot of the pre-requirements were the same. So I was like, I love food. Like, I don't know what I love. You know, one thing I do love is eating and food. So I'll take food (laughs) science and it has all the rudimentary um, science courses. So I'll apply. So a lot of the science part, it's the easiest way to explain it is whenever you grab a product in the grocery store, like it has to have gone through a food scientist at some point. Mm. So it's oh. a lot of like quality, safety, um, research and development, um, also like marketing. So it encompasses a lot, um, but not specifically limit, limited to the food cooking aspect of it, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, everything else. That's like my always, my low-key, my dream job was to be a food developer at oh. McDonald's. Oh my god! Like I'm not even kidding. That's that so was specific. like my dream. I'm like, I want to make these new like sauces and burgers. Uh-huh. Like that's, yeah, something that's so fun. That's Is that so something cool. you would do with like your degree? Is that For someone- sure. 
Um, yeah, man. we have a lot of people who go <gasps> into a lot of these. Yeah, we have a lot of people who go into like Kraft and Heinz mm. and Coca-Cola. And um, usually the developing part, it's not as glamorous as you might think. Oh. It's working in labs like pipetting. Mm. I worked a really, uh, for a long time, I worked in a lab as well. So oh. yes, it is fun in theory, but day to day, it's not as exciting for me personally, mm. but definitely a very, very important job yeah. for like the actual cooking part of it. So it was that part of your degree then as well, the cooking part, or was that something you were just interested in and you were able to apply your major to? So cooking was definitely something that was separate from my degree, uh, but a passion of mine. Yeah. You know, I would cook for my friends. I would host like Thursday, like t- um, Thursday dinner, like supper clubs and, oh. you know, Taco Tuesdays. Yeah. Like I just loved cooking for my friends and food is my love language, is how I express my appreciation for people. So it was just like something that I loved. I never thought that I would actually be pursuing a career making food or Mm -hmm. food content even. Like it's a very new phenomenon for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember taking a course in college called Nutrition Science. And I think that like if I were to take more classes, I feel like it would be a lot of the science aspect of that. But I remember after… Every time I went to that class, I would come back home and like I would want to eat healthier because there's just so much information about food. And I was a freshman in college at the time and I was like gaining freshman 17, you know, (laughs) 15 going on 17. (laughs) And so I think that course sort of helped me in some sort of way because I learned what um, was good and Actually, it's been like a long time. So I don't really remember too much detail. But I do remember every time I went to that class, I would come back like wanting healthier food. You know what's really funny? Mm. A lot of like nutritional science kids, like the stereotype is they're all like bodybuilders and they're like (laughs) super jacked. They're just like, you know, you go into nutrition class and you think like, you know, the stereotype, the bias is you think it's going to be like girls who are like really into eating healthy. Uh But no, it's like really huge dudes. Like huge dudes like barely fitting into the chair and being like, (laughs) okay, so corn has like, corn's no, no yeah. bueno, right? <laughs> it's, yes. it's really like interesting. Um, but definitely like for me, I took a lot of nutritional science mm-hmm. courses as well. But it was really difficult for me to put theory into action. Yeah. Like I would be like, I'd be studying for nutritional final, just like going through like half a tub of peanut butter, just be like, yeah, like too much lipid, like too much fattiness. Like, no, like that's not good. Oleic acid, but I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> oh my God. Do they teach? Because you also went to high school in the US, mm-hmm. right? Because in Germany, we actually have a cooking class that's required in in high school in seventh grade. Yeah. So we like learn about like nutrition and then we also have to cook in this class. And it was just wild if you just have a bunch of seventh grader Uh like trying to make anything. Oh my gosh. I've never said kitchen on fire. I have like really bad (laughs) memories with cooking class because I got my first ever C in cooking. (laughs) Well, see for cooking. cooking. (laughs) And it's because like, I just, I'm not a bake. Like, I'm not a baker. Like I… Oh, baking is hard. It was was baking. It was baking. Cooking, baking. Yeah, I got my first C in that class. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is difficult. So I'm I'm actually not a baker as well. Yeah. Like I'm bad with directions. Mm. Like I'm just very bad at following simple directions. (laughs) I'm quite stubborn. I don't like it when people tell me to do. Like put it in the oven at 350 for 12 minutes. I'm like, no. I'm going to put it for like (laughs) 10 minutes, you know? So… I'm also not like the most avid baker. Yeah, no. So I, I have immense respect for people who do desserts right. and um, and baking. It's no, like so precise yeah. to baking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just made 
pizza muffins the other oh day. Oh my gosh, that sounds yum. Oh yeah, it's from my, my grandma's recipe. Oh. And I'm like, they looked all cute in their little cupcake like cups and then they mm. baked and it just became like these monsters. I'm like, oh my God. But it tasted but it amazing. Good? That's okay. what matters. But yeah. it, they looked like just like, ugh. <laughs> but yeah. it was good. And I feel like that's the most important mm. thing. But I mean, your food is all so beautiful <laughs> and aesthetic. I'm like… And, um, you introduce like this knife. Yeah. What, what's it called? Your your cooking knife. It's like this big blade. Oh, um, like um, uh, what's it called? A cleaver. Yeah, a cleaver. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I need to buy this now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so it's so like badass. Am I? Allowed? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can cuss on here. Consider what you want. Yeah, it's so badass. What I love about my cleaver is that it has a lot of weight. So like, mm. I'm like. Like kind of small. So sometimes when I'm like trying to like hack through like some… Like a heavy cut of meat. Mm. Like you know it it provides that extra strength that I need. Oh, yeah. I always awesome. say that like… Um, uh, Cook's knife is like an extension of your arm. It's uh-huh. like a wand to, to… It's like your own wand in Harry Potter. You know like how everyone has like their uh. own wand. So definitely having like the knife that you love is super important. And, and it looks cool you know. Like yeah. you gotta it have one. It looks really cool. I'm like… I want to… Because I do also use like a, I don't even know what it's called, but I'll just say whenever I use a big knife for cooking, my fiance is always like, "Be careful!" And I'm like, "I do this when you're not here too. Like, mm-hmm. why do you think now I'm gonna? Well, I did slice my hand open one time mm-hmm. right here, <gasps> no, but yeah. Gosh. Besides that, maybe you no should accidents. tell him to be be careful when yeah. you're holding the big knife. You're like, "Be careful!" No, I slipped one time and it just sliced through my hand, oh, but no. it's it you know passed oh out. Gosh. But it's all good. It happens. Yeah, I'm some, not really good with the blood knife. Seasoning. No. My like I tried cutting an apple and like my grandma just started laughing. She's like, that's not how you cut an apple. <laughs> and I was like, it's working for me. And then the apples turned yellow by the time I was done. So I was like, well, it's just all for me anyway. <laughs> um, no, I know. Can you do I bet I mean, I, I've seen your videos, you like the chop 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 chop. Like you go. Super fast. Oh, so <laughs> cool. Uh, but even one thing, I took a cooking class in Bali one time, and it was like even how you hold the knife, like the like little things when you're just like cooking for yourself or your friends, like professionals like you. There's like these little tips hmm. that yeah. I'm I'm no professional by any means. I'm just an avid cook. Mm. But there's definitely I think it's important to learn some of the basics so that like you can avoid situations where you get hurt, right? So like holding the knife like for example, if you hold the knife too closely, like when you're putting force into it, it can cut into you, right? Mm-hmm. So like it, it's like, you know, it's important to learn these things in order to Safely. Prevent situations uh, like yeah. this. I'm so Beautiful sad. Scar now. Oh. It's your it's your like war. Um, it's your little like trophy. It's, it's like it was I've, just, I'm I'm a, I'm a hard worker. It was. Yeah. I tried cutting frozen meat with a knife. It was just a bad idea. Scissors. <laughs> no, in Korea, I the remember when ever. I first saw people like. Um, I mean, I'm I'm used to it because like my mom is used to it. But then when I was working radio, my host was like talking about how much of a culture shock it was when people started cutting the meat with not mm-hmm. uh, scissors. And I was like, yeah, it's convenient. It's quick. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. underrated. Like I it's, always say. It's underrated. Yes, I know. <laughs> and like well, I don't know why people don't like… I cut pizza with scissors if it comes as a whole pie. Like I would just like… <laughs> and like every 
everyone was just would just be like, oh my god, mind like, that, blown. Like, that's so crazy. And yeah. it's like, no, it's super simple, and you just gotta like utilize it. It's the I believe that scissors are the most underrated kitchen equipment Ooh. of all time. I've been trying to make my German family use scissors uh-huh. for cooking, and they're just like mind mm. blown. But it's so like you said, it's just the best thing ever. I and now weirdly, when I cook, I always use chopsticks. For cooking. Oh, I got yeah. so used to it. And yeah, that's like my go-to. I'm like, oh, I'm making some chon, like choop, choop, choop. And, you're, she's she's uh, just Korean by yeah. at this point. You're just, you're just, you're just Korean. Because <laughs> like, I learned it from my fiance's mom. Like no. many recipes she like shows me. So she does it. So I just do it like that. And that's where I learn it from. But oh, I love Korean food. It's like so much more. It has like spice to it and like mm. flavored. German food is very bland. No, <laughs> it's not. It, sure it's it's, just it's like how many things can we do with this potato? Uh-huh. That's like learn what German food. I is. love potatoes though. I love <laughs> German food too. I love all types of food. I, <gasps> I'm just a glutton for everything. Oh. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite? recipe or like type of food you love or an ingredient you're like oh I love cooking like beef or Mm. anything um I'm a huge geek for fermentation like that's what I love um in the beginning so like a lot of my lab work that I did in school Mm. like my thesis and everything had to do with fermentation Mm. so definitely super into like funkiness. (laughs) You know, like I love making my own. Like I've tried making my own makoli. I I brew my Mm. own kombucha. I've tried for a while to like make my own vinegar. And then the house just smelled like feet. Um, Wasn't the best um, project that I did. But I think fermentation (laughs) is something that I'm really passionate about. Mm. That I don't show often on my content. Because it's a big project and it takes a long time. But definitely Mm. something that I want to like showcase more for Mm. sure. so cool. Oh, you should try making some German sour. Sauerkraut. <gasps> Love making sauerkraut. I always have a cr- cr- like a big tub of sauerkraut like ready in my fridge. Like whenever <gasps> I, I love hot dogs. Like hot dogs are probably the way I'm going to die. Like I just put like 50% kraut and like like 10% hot dog. And it's… Or like 50% hot dog. Mm. And it, that's just my favorite way to eat a hot dog. Wow. That's… Because yeah. I've never made sauerkraut before. I made kimchi, but I never made sauerkraut. Excuse me? <laughs> Who are you? Like, we're like, what? I, right I don't now. even know how to make sauerkraut. Whoa. It's so simple. You just like salt and cabbage and thyme. Oh, and then a little bit of love. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh. I love that. <laughs> that that's, the, that's the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Sauerkraut, even my grandma, like, everybody, everybody just buys it at the store. Really? It's not like in Korea where you're like, my mom's kimchi. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's how my family makes It's not a thing. Everybody just buys it. Mm-hmm. It's like the time though, right now, to make kimchi. Yeah. Yeah, my mom made kimchi while I was gone for the weekend. And I was like, why didn't you wait for me? But every time I like cook with my mom or like my aunts or grandma, I feel like I can't, I don't learn anything because for them, they don't, do measuring cups. They're just like, can you techung no? So it's like, just put as much as you feel. And I'm like, I, I want to me- remember this. But then that's just, they just know how much by instinct, I feel like. And so I just watch. <laughs> I just don't even You have to try. rub the cabbage. Yeah. It just takes forever. Put everything in. I think like one of my favorite Korean words is sonmat, which translates to like mm-hmm. um, hand taste. It's just like you feel the taste by hand. Yeah. And I think it's just like so beautiful how like my grandma's like that too. Mm-hmm. And she's the person that really inspired me to cook and just even get into food. Mm-hmm. And she also does not measure anything. Nothing. But then watching, I feel like I've watched her cook for so long and I never was like super interested in it. But then I would just like kind of like 
take a glance <laughs> like that, right? And I think that was what like kind of like influenced me during these formative years to mm. really love cooking. And I think that's the beauty of just watching whether it's your harmony or your yeah. nana or your grandma cook. Like I love that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like grandmas, they just have this special touch. They do. Yeah. Like my grandma makes the best German potato salad in the entire oh. world. And I love, not mayo, not this like US shit, mm-hmm. where they put mayo in a potato salad that should be illegal. <laughs> and she, it's very simple. It's just potatoes with like olive oil and vinegar and like salt and pepper. It's wow. like very simple, but it's like sometimes she puts p- pickles in it too. Oh. And it's just so good. And every time I go to Germany, she waits at the airport with like a kilo. She's like, welcome back potato salad. To, to Germany. <laughs> and I'm like super jet lagged. So I'll wake up at 3 a.m. just like eating potato salad from oh. the fridge. And it's so my cute. best memory. And no, I like I cannot make it. My mom cannot make it like that. It's just mm. grandma. Oh. She just knows. Grandmas just freaking know. They mm. have that touch. It's not like mom's touch. It's like grandma. <laughs> mom's touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love like a little bit like experimenting with food too, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I made mango kimchi. Oh. Which Whoa. if you think about like it, um, living in Los Angeles, there's a lot of um, Mexican people and they eat the mango with like this like red pepper Tahin. spice. Yeah. Right? Mm. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder how it would taste if you make mango with like the kimchi sauce mm-hmm. that you make kimchi with. Bomb. Oh, really? That sounds so amazing. It's, I mean, in theory, it's perfect, exactly. right? Like it also has elements of Thai food. If you think about it, like green papaya salad. It's the same concept, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's amazing. Like I always say also, so like kimchi is a verb. It's not an actual product. <laughs> yeah. Right? So you like kimchi fry it. You yes. can kimchi fry anything. So yeah. I love that. Like, oh, that's beautiful. That. I'm kimchi actually like, my, I'm like I have hearts coming out of my eyes right now. That's, that's genius. <laughs> yes. So you make food content and I've tried and it's always difficult because I want it to look as aesthetic as possible. Do you ever mm-hmm. feel pressure to make it look nice? Make sure everything is squeaky clean and whatnot? Like… How, how does that work for you? Mm. I'd be lying if I said that, oh yeah, it'll, you know, that's just the way I eat every day. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm de- I would definitely be lying. Mm-hmm. Of course, I think um, there's a Korean proverb that goes, you eat food with your eyes. Mm. So it's definitely a huge aspect and mm. a component of my job. Yeah, there's times where I like plate it, but then there's like a little bit of splatterage on the side of right. the bowl. I'm just like, so that happens behind the scenes Um, I'm exposing myself but yeah I definitely feel the pressure of that but um, it's something that I enjoy though Mm -hmm. I think like aesthetic food is just like I love looking at pretty food as well and I think it's a form of artistry Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah like even for salt, people would always put it in like mini plates, but no one cooks like that or maybe it's just me I'm just like okay salt kind of thing So I guess it it could be fun to like set that up as well too, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just all part of really like uh, executing the content. Mm. A lot of it is, yeah, like making sure things are pretty. If someone uploaded a video of their dirty kitchen and like, you know, just throwing everything's like, you know, you have a little bit of sauce everywhere. It's definitely not a great look, Mm -hmm. right? So I think it is part of my job to make sure that everything looks clean. Mm -hmm. And it also holds me accountable to be like clean up after myself because if I'm just cooking for myself, I'm just like, nah, just like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter so, as much. I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy the aspect oh, of good. Yeah, like you said, like food plating is like such another 
whole like you said art. Yeah. Yeah. It's I suck at food play. I'm like mm. bam here it is. Eat. <laughs> it might be delicious but you said you eat with your eyes too. Yeah. And that's something I would love to like learn more about like right. the nice plating of but, things. Hey good food you want to like almost close your eyes and eat it. So like you don't see it. So your pizza muffins I'm <laughs> I'll, sure I'll like, so good. like the ratatouille like, moment where the fireworks go off. You know like I can imagine mm, that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so hungry. Yeah I know. I just got so hungry right now. I know. How do you film or take photos of food? Do you have like a good tip? Um, I would say natural light is king. Mm -hmm. Like there's really no better lighting than natural light. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I wake up at 6 a.m. and start prepping so that I don't lose daytime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like on rainy days. um, So I actually lived in London for a while where it was just like… I would have daylight for like 30 minutes a day Mm -hmm. sometimes. It was really depressing because I would just be like… I would try and finish a dish. But then the lighting wouldn't be perfect and I'd just Mm -hmm. be like… Oh, <laughs> you know? So there's moments like that, natural light. I would also say, um, surprisingly enough, you don't need fancy gear to um, film. I still mm-hmm. film most of my videos, uh, short form content with my iPhone. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, I don't use an external mic at all. Um, it's just about, Making sure that you get the processes and you know if we want to get technical like I get, I do like the audio peaks so that you know for the ASMR component yeah. of it. But think simple, clean, natural light, bright is the best answer that mm, I can give I, I think. Agree. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love taking pictures of food. Yeah. Like, mm. um, And also I feel like every food picture just performs well on social media because… It speaks through the screen. Like Everybody's it makes hungry people all hungry. the time. For sure. Yeah. And so no matter what you take, I feel like it always performs well. And there's like this TikTok calls. No matter… Um, it's about cheese and how it's the most famous thing. No, you, <laughs> I forgot what the audio was. It's deadly like, weapon. You can, be, you can be as famous as you want, but you can never be as popular and famous as cheese. I, I probably rendered that so wrong. But you know, does that make sense? Like cheese is… Food Amen. is always. Amen. I cannot <laughs> agree harder to that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And like the thing is, like you don't need language to speak through food. You don't. You don't. It's just no. like you have a good, beautiful like piece of or bowl of food yes. in front of you. Like no matter where you're from, like everyone's gonna salivate if yeah, like if it's something that For everyone sure. can enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So good food knows like no borders. I would say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I love food. I saw your video. Cup ramen fried rice. And that looks so bomb. And mm-hmm. we're actually, under your judgment, <laughs> going to try and make it today. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of share with our listeners and viewers what are like the steps? Can you break it down for us real quick? Okay. So there's really two components to making the ramen fried rice. You first want to have the crunchy bits. Take notes. Crunchy bits. And the crunchy bits, you take the cup noodles, take it out in a mortar and pestle, ground it up into little bite-sized little crumbs. And we're going to kind of toast it in the oil. So it becomes really golden, super crunchy, and that's going to be our topping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to do a a day-old rice, an egg… And we're going to put the egg before we even pan fry it. And that helps coat individual granules. And it mm. keeps the day-old rice moist as well. Mm. Um, we're going to do that. Add mm-hmm. a little bit of condiments. And also two-thirds of the ramen soup packet. And that's mm. going to be our flavoring agent. And mix it all up with a little bit of sesame oil for that umami. And we're going to stir-fry it. We're going to stir-fry it. 
And the rice is going to look super golden with the hint of spice coming from the ramen packet. And then we take that same cup noodle um, medium, I guess, like cup noodle cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. cup noodle cup. And we're going to put the crunchy bits of the ramen mm-hmm. first so that when we flip it, the crunchy bits come on top as a beautiful garnish. A little bit of sesame seeds, a little bit of sesame oil because we fancy like that. And then we put the fried rice in, flip it, and voila, we have a beautiful volcano of a ramen fried rice. Wow. Okay, so for those of you guys who are listening first before our YouTube video goes live, make sure to wait for that episode and watch us struggle because I don't know how this will turn out. Do you write out. down notes? Okay? I have just like words. <laughs> like crunchy bits, rice, egg. And I'm like, wait. Mix, fry, <laughs> butter. <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned and let's get started with the cooking. Let's do it. All right. We are at the beauty kitchen today. <laughs> Not the bar. And we do want to point out this is a very casual kitchen setting. We don't have all of the tools in a perfect world that you might have. Right. But we're representing majority of, of I don't know. Us. Like, yeah. We're representing us today. And we're going to work with what we got here at the beauty kitchen. And um, Tina over there in the corner is going to judge us and maybe like stop us if we're doing something wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. We're making some food for the heart. Yes. For the soul. Yeah. Feels like Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> oh no. Idiot sandwich. <laughs> All right. So we are opening the packet. I'm doing a little bit of ASMR moment for you. And then we're gonna set aside the spice packet. When I make ramen, I cannot even eat the entire thing. Really? I put like such a little bit. <gasps> and I have a container at home where I just save all the leftover ramen spice. Uh-huh. And when you make fried chicken, that's good to dip it in there. Really? Yeah, just a little fun side. Oh fun my god. <laughs> that is that is a great tip. Yeah. So we are going to crush the noodles we with the stuff in it. Can I leave the, the green onions? Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Oh my Wait, god. Why is coming out? This is tiny. This is my first time seeing the Sorry. ramen out of the bowl. Sorry, I thought this, this would so be many. like more. Okay. Do you eat it just like like… No, I've never done that before. People this is my that, first right? time seeing the noodles like this. I've never seen it. I'm gonna… My weapon is a fork. <gasps> it's getting everywhere. Okay, so oh my God, we I'm are so crushing. Sorry. Diane, I'm so sorry. This is so good. I'm shaking. I'm nervous. You guys are doing a good job. Thank you. My noodle looks the same. It's She's everywhere. like, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Even in my orange juice, there is some lime. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm nervous. So can I ask a question, Tina? Nope. I'm just Where? kidding. <laughs> okay then. Um, so I saw the video about you going to a specific like Pyeongchang and then seeing you make this. Is that how you found out about this recipe? Because I've never seen it before. Yeah, so there's a really cool hole-in-this-wall like little bodega stop uh-huh. in um, near Uchiro. Uh-huh. And that's where they made it. But it's a little bit of a different rendition. They uh-huh. actually cook the noodles beforehand and then… Oh, um, yeah. 
uh, cook it with the fried rice. So it's kind of more moist. Like yeah, yeah, mine's yeah. definitely more like has crunchy. the crunchy part. So that's like something that I kind of like took a twist on. Yeah. But definitely my initial inspiration was from there. From Uchiro. Yeah. Uchiro's the hot spot these days. It's like the Hipchiro. Hipchiro. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so cute. <laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. All Progress. Right. Okay, we did mm. it. We did it. So we're gonna add a tablespoon of neutral oil, but we don't have a tablespoon, so we're just gonna tonmat this thing. Oh, we do have a tablespoon. Let's <laughs> <laughs> use this spoon that's on that. the table. Okay, a little right. more for good measure. A little bit more. No, no, no. That was good. That was perfect. That was yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's what you do. Like you do a little bit of like swirly. Um, <laughs> look at me. I'm like, oh. it's all in the wrist. I'm like a professional. All right, so are you ready for the next step? Yeah. Just put it in there, right? Add the crushed ramen noodles, stir continuously, and move around the pan to toast evenly and not burn it. Okay, so we have to add our crushed ramen noodles. I've never done this before. Oh, it's like, uh, why do I have so much less than you? I guess I, I know why. <laughs> you crushed it and you were eating it. <laughs> I was eating. I'm so hungry now. Oh my gosh, it's turning brown. This is so cool. <laughs> You're just turning brown already? Oh my gosh, it smells so good. Oh my god, it is turning brown. Here we go, here we go. Here we go. It's happening. What's the next step? Once it's brown? So once it's brown, we're going to set it all into another bowl. And then we're going to add one third of the spice packet to the crispy noodle while it's still hot. And then we're going to mix to combine. After that, we're going to reserve two tablespoons of the crispy noodles for garnish later. Okay, it's really turning brown. Wow, yours is super… I would go low and slow so that it's golden brown evenly. Um, even heat distribution so that it doesn't burn and everything's kind of like golden and beautiful. That's what I would recommend. Um, and don't like don't be afraid to turn the heat off as well when you feel like it's like overcooking. Yeah. Like the residual heat will carry through. So yeah. turn it off a little before it's actually super golden brown. What's up girl? <laughs> Why? What happened? What? It's like some parts are still so uncooked. So white. just like burned. You know what? That's the vibe I'm going for. It kind of looks like japagetti. You know what kind of smells like? Popcorn. Mm. It does not smell <laughs> like popcorn. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? Right? Oh, oh, it does. It sort of does. Like the corn? Isn't like corn? Isn't there corn in? Oh, oh. oh my gosh. Yours is so cute. I definitely didn't crush correctly. I don't know if you guys can see on the screen, but I definitely have like these large yellow bits. It's okay. It'll be like contrasting textural yeah, right? elements. I, that's yeah, what I how I write my essays. You know, the yeah. juxtaposition of in the white and the black. In the end, yeah. in conclusion, <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay, I think I really do need to transfer this onto a bowl right now. It's okay. It doesn't matter. It's better than being burned, right? Because some pieces are definitely getting burned right now. Good. Okay, so the next step yes. is we're going to have to do one-third of the spice packet to yes. the crispy noodles while hot. And then we got to mix it up. Mix… Okay. And then later, we're going to mix to combine reserve two tablespoons of the crispy noodles for garnish later. I'm just going to hold one-third of it. 
you have to season it when it's hot so that the, the while the oil's still on, <gasps> the spice can adhere to the ah. crunchy bits. So if you wait too long for it to um, get cold, like all the spice will just sink to the bottom. Yeah. Oh, really? So when, whenever you're frying anything, whenever you're seasoning, it's important to season it right after it comes off the heat. Food science. That's so science. cool. Food science. Oh my god. Are you? Would you like to have like a own restaurant at someday or like? Um, a- it's something that I've thought about, but I think my forte lies in content creation. There's a lot of other people who make much better food than I do, but what I'm good at, I think, is um, kind of showcasing it to the people. So mm. maybe one day, but definitely not my priority. Yeah, mm, that's cool. That'll be really fun. Okay, one tablespoon of butter. Do you want to use the same stick? Yeah, let's save, save, save some butter. butter. I'm like the same. Very smart. Resourcefulness, I, I would give it one point. Yes! One point. <laughs> this is about a tablespoon, Excuse I would me. say. So. Okay, so the next step is to stir the rice and fry until the egg on the rice is cooked. This process will take about four minutes. And then you toss to combine. And then after two minutes, we're adding the crushed noodles in. I, I didn't even time myself, so hopefully... <laughs> Do it in your body clock. Oh wow, yours looks so not spicy. Did you adjust it to your liking? Yeah, there's like most of it left. Oh really? <laughs> I just don't like. I can't yeah, you can't spicy. spicy. It's okay. No, that looks. It's ours. Both look very different. That's good. Um, I would say day-old rice is probably the most important thing. It's all about moisture control. In order to have fluffy fried rice, less moisture means fluffier and more granules just kind of like scattered everywhere. So that's key. So if you're unsure about making fried rice, um, cook out all the individual components separately so that all the moisture evaporates off and then mix the combine at the very end. Good. Damn, yours looks really good. Yours looks good too. Mine just looks very white. Add the, did you add the noodles in? Not yet. Yeah. Okay, okay. I did so reserve two in. tablespoons of the uh, crunchy noodles. Mm-hmm. And then? And then add the rest in. Okay. I'm definitely going to make this at home. All right. So this is the mm-hmm. sesame oil. And how I would describe sesame oil is like, it gives like that earthly taste. You know, like it's nice. Yeah, I can not put too much, but it's key. This is the key for my fried rice. I feel like if this is not there, it just would not taste as good. I call it the Korean cheat key. Like if yes. you're not sure about how something's going to turn out, yeah. like add a glug of sesame oil and it's, it's usually okay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So then you add the... Rice. My cooking station looks crazy. Same. Look, I even dropped a piece of rice. All right, let's pack it in there. So you add this first, the loose rice. Mm-hmm. And then for the topping, years later. And then here we are. Ready? Come on! That's literally me like every time I film. So I... I feel you on that. Okay, ready? Are we ready? Or? Are you doing it like that? I don't know. I'm nervous. Moment of truth. Drum roll. Oh my god, that's so cute! Wow, 
A hint of spice, a hint of butter, some sesame oil, sesame seeds. It's all in the nasal area. Aromas, aromas, great. Presentation: beautiful volcano structure. Um, wow, excellent, perfect. Ooh, I like how the sides are a little like coming out together because it's a good indication that your rice is very fluffy. So I don't know. That's a tie for appearance, I would say. Oh. I think the final decider would be in the taste. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Should we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can hear how crunchy it is, like hitting the plate. <laughs> Wow. Mm. Try it. Oh, right here. I'm gonna eat all of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, house kitchen. Oh my gosh, this is so pretty. Yours is so pretty too. So fluffy too. All right. So Tina is now going to taste Stephanie's my creation, creation of the rice. She said it was pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's can. like going everywhere. It's so messy, which is a good indication that it's super fluffy. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not very spicy. It's a little bit spicy. Said, no, but mm. it's how is it? Perfect amount of spice, actually. Oh. Also, I'm surprised that it's well seasoned because I was afraid that it might be under seasoned because you put less of the spice packet. But mm -hmm. I think the butter and everything it works really, really well. <gasps> it's like what you crave. It's not like super, like spicy. Like mm -hmm. there's not a lot of flavor, but it's mm -hmm. like. Flavor that you want to come back to, you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'll try yours now. <gasps> I right. feel so proud. This is like mm -hmm. untouched. Okay, so okay. let's give it a shot. Okay. Okay, I'm not okay. okay. You know, I actually really like the fact that some of the green onion like condiments are slightly <laughs> like charred because I love like burnt green onion flavor. Oh, That's wait, what wait. like fine dining restaurants use, like black oh, oil, blackened oil. All right. Tasting, tasting my creation now. Mm. <laughs> same ingredients, mm -hmm. same process, but they taste so different. Really? Yours is more like smoky. Like I get a bit I more eggy. <laughs> no, no, no. But it, the thing is, if you burn anything, it's char. Mm. Like not burnt, <laughs> char. Okay. So it's like nice smokiness. You have the egg, and I really love the fact that there's. Uneven structures of the noodle too. No, it That's works. Such a nice way to no, but say it, it works. It really does like, work. Like <laughs> off camera, um, it really uh -huh. works, and I like the textural component of it. Mm. I'm very, very pleasantly surprised with it, and a much more spiciness to it, mm -hmm. but both very, very good. Mm. You're so good at explaining things like, like flavors and and texture. I'd be like, this is good. This sucks. There's only like black or white lab reports. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really that's amazing cool. how detailed you can be about this. And even like you said, same process, same ingredients, but like a different outcome. Mm -hmm. sure. That's so shingy. <laughs> you guys should trade and then taste each other's. Okay. In this side. They actually taste so different. Really? Yeah. Yeah. On some of your burned onions. Mm -hmm. Charred onion, sorry. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. 
This tastes very buttery. Hmm. All right, that was fun. This was the most fun finale ever. This is so delicious. Yeah, it, it really is.、Good. This is so good. I hope you guys can also try this at home.、Mm-hmm. It was a little bit chaos here,、yeah. but I feel like you just need that. I mean,、you、that's、know? how it's it's real life. It is very good. Okay. Well, with that, we conclude season two. Yeah, <gasps> I know. It's done. It's done. Thank、It's、you so、done. much. Twelve episodes. Thank you guys so much for listening, watching. Thank you to all the guests.、Mm-hmm. We had a fun time. Learned a lot. Right. And thank you, Tina, for joining us today. Thank you, guys. This was so fun. Yeah, I'm just so happy. Please share with our listeners where they can find you. Of All、course. of your socials, please. So it's at Dubi Dubop on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, also on Pinterest. So I'll、yeah. be here. Thank you so much, and、um, I'm definitely going to check out more recipes because、mm-hmm. I want some of that hipjiro in my kitchen as well.、Um, if you wish to stay updated on our show, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Dive Studios. Full episodes are up on YouTube.com/slash/DivePods. Also, please join us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/DiveStudios for exclusive content and ad-free listening from the Dive Studios Network. Once again, subscribe to and review this podcast. And thank you again so so much for making season two happen. And I hope you guys enjoy all of the episodes. They're up on every every platform and YouTube as well because you definitely want to watch this on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, so fun. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.